Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Ah, yeah. Well, good morning, everybody. It's a holiday weekend. Hopefully you have some nice plans. I'm Bob Solter. And welcome to our program on The Fan. Should be a very interesting couple of hours on our show today. The reason why is the topic that we're going to explore is one that has sparked lively discussions in the past on this program. And we also love it when we have guests in studio and joining us on our program today in studio is a gentleman who I have not seen. He and I were speculating about this before the show today. I believe it's something like 20 years. My goodness. I didn't even know I was that old. Uh, Dennis is joining us on our program. Dennis is here from GA, Gamblers Anonymous. We're going to be talking about this topic of gambling. We'll get into compulsive gambling, and we've got a lot of areas to explore. He's with us for both hours of our program this morning. We're with you between 6 and 8 o'clock. It's nice to see you again. Thanks so much for having me. <laughs> and you look you look even younger than you did the last time. That's the amazing part of well, this. Well, that's what recovery does for you. There you, you go. Know, you're going into recovery, and all of a sudden, it's like, you know, you start at age 38, and now um, I'll be 63 in October. So it's, uh, you know, it's been a nice long, uh, nice long recovery. And um, if you would have told me back in 1992 when I first started that you know I didn't have the things that I have right now. You know, I probably would have turned around and laughed at you and said, no, nah, that's not for me. Mm-hmm. I'll be the poor slob that works the two and three jobs for the rest of my life and has nothing to show for it. Okay, let's go back in time. You mentioned 1992. What was that period like in your life? Well, day in, day out of gambling um, – led me into the uh, the month of October of 1992 was what I really remember most. It was something where I know um, my gambling was so out of control and I finally crossed that threshold where I, I thought I'd never cr- uh, cross and that would be uh, taking money out of uh, our own uh, banking account, our own savings account and mm. doing that. And I said, if I have, to, you know, this is where I've crossed the line now. Now I have to really scramble to try and hide my... Uh, my uh, gambling addiction. And um, what I remember in that month was gambling so much money on uh, the baseball playoffs, college football, pro football. Um, You know, then the World Series came in, and now it's, excuse me, I'm sorry. And now it's, um, you know, coming into like late October and early November. And I just said, I have one last thing to do. And 
And I went down to Atlantic City on November 5th. And I remember having $3,816, exactly that money, because it was retroactive money from a contract that we had just settled work for the city. And, um, you know, I needed to make that 30 into 38,000 per se. Mm. And I was, and surprisingly enough, that night when I got down there, I drove through a horrendous rainstorm. Of course. You know, it was ridiculous to get there. And I got there. (laughs) And um, three hours later, I remember having $5,000 in $100 bills in all four pockets, plus all the chips that I had. And then I went to get a, um, a comp meal. Mm-hmm. In Atlantic City, I forget the. I think it was in the Trump, uh, the casino. And while I'm having that that dinner, I'm saying to myself, "What Cadillac will I drive home? Will I drive home a pink one or a black one or a white one or whatever?" Because this was the this was the best day I've ever had in my life gambling. Mm-hmm. And that was about twelve thirty, quarter to one in the morning. And I was up all this money, and all I had to do was walk out the door. And I walked, I walked up the escalator, I must, about six or seven times, ready to leave. And I remember leaving at nine o'clock in the morning with $6.50 in my pocket. All the money gone. Wow. Now I have to go home and try to explain things. So, you know, and I didn't tell anybody where it was. My wife thought I was working. I worked a midnight shift, so... uh, you know, when I got home, I mean, I was late to pick up my daughter. My daughter was at the babysitter. What's going on? What's going on? So I stopped on the way. I said, we're going to need to talk when you get home. So she came home early, and then I, I explained her what I did. And, um, you know, it was just, uh, I, I really thought that this was going to be my, uh, the, my this, is, this, was my, this is my second marriage. And uh, I, I honestly thought that this was it. It was there was no really no real reason for her to stay. Mm. You know, I'm destroying her life and I'm dragging her down as well as my life. So as far as that went, it was just something that was just uh, it was a tough, rocky couple of days. Uh, but she did ask me one thing. She asked me to call this number, and it was a Gamblers Anonymous hotline. And I called it. Uh, there was so much turmoil in the house. I called it the next the next day, which happened to be Saturday. And I spoke to a guy by the name of Don R. Now I'm speaking to this guy. My mind is still muddled with the amount, the thousands of dollars that I owe. How am I going to get this money back? What do I got to do? Who can I borrow from? Mm-hmm. That's all my thought was because I wanted right. to go back to gambling. Right. And, and Don's on the phone trying to tell me it's not, you, your problem's not money, it's gambling. And I'm like, hello? <laughs> I owe thousands of dollars out. How could you possibly not tell, are you telling me that it's a gambling problem? No, it's a money problem. And I'm just, I was so belligerent at that time, trying to get that message out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and he's, he's just trying to, he kept on going, it's a gambling problem. What you need to do is come to a meeting and we'll sit down and we'll talk. So, I promised him that I'd go to the meeting the next night in Rockville Center. And I went to that meeting. And um, naturally, 
I, I didn't know. I didn't know what to expect. So I went with a New York Giants jacket on me. So a guy comes running over who is a great guy. Uh, through the years, I've been friendly, very friendly with him, a guy by the name of Mitch. He comes up to me and says, you can't wear that. It's going to offend people. And I was like, okay. That might have been the first time I ever listened to anybody in my life, by the way. So, you know, I'm, I got my first meeting there, and then one of the guys turned around and said, you know, we're, we're so happy to hear. This was at the end of the meeting. We're, we're so happy to see you. He goes, and by the way, and once I heard by the way, I said, this, uh, I don't think I'm going to like this. You can't read any newspapers anymore. You can't listen to any radios anymore. You can't, uh, uh, you can't do anything, watch TV with sports. And the last thing, you got to make sure you take your check home uncashed and hand it over to your wife each week. And my wife never saw my check. Mm -hmm. So now I'm like, gee, I was thinking about this all along. It was a you know, I was just about to do it. But, you know, I did it. And it was, you know, the next week um, I met a person. I went to a meeting in my hometown in Lindbrook the following night. And there I met my, uh, the guy who was going to be my sponsor for the first uh, bunch of years. And then he turned around told me to go to a meeting on Wednesday night in Valley Stream. And I met, and he took me. He came to my house and picked me up. And I was, uh, now I'm like, I went to all these meetings in this, in this four-day uh, period and three days. And I always, I always look back to that as the foundation for my recovery was laid right there. Those three meetings right there, Sunday night, Monday night, and Wednesday night. While I got it, I, I felt a little bit more comfortable. People told me that they were there to support me. They knew exactly what I did because they went through it too. Bingo. And it's so important that you have that uh, honesty when you first come in, understanding that you're not going to fool these guys. Mm -hmm. You're not going to fool the girls or the guys. They know exactly what you did, how you did it. You know, they've been there before, so that part of the recovery was so vital for me. And to have that um, partnership with a person who also had a problem, whether it's an addiction, uh, for me it was sporting events, things of that nature. So that th those four days, that foundation, going to those multiple meetings, and to this day I still go to multiple meetings. That's worked for me. It's, uh, you know... People turn around, and it, it, don't get me wrong, it's uh, telephones, uh, using the telephone list that we give out at the meetings during the week is terrific, but nothing is a substitute for a physical meeting. That's so important. That interaction in a meeting, I guess it's hard to put into words exactly what that's like and what that can mean, especially for somebody who's coming to their first meeting. It's it's a, an eye opener to say the very least. You're going there, you're walking into a room, you see about twenty people, mm -hmm. people chuckling, laughing. How you doing? How is your week? And things of that nature. And you're there. Your life is crumbling around. You, you don't know whether you're going to go home and your wife's going to be there or not. Your children, your ch your daughter's not going to be there or not. And you're walking to room. No one know absolutely nobody. And now you have to, to literally dump everything out on the table and let them know what you did. It's difficult. It's, it's, um, it's difficult, but it's the right environment. And I want to talk a little bit more about this. We've really just begun in our discussion with uh, Dennis from 
GA Gamblers Anonymous. We're going to be giving you contact information for GA. We'll talk about Gammonon. Gamblers Anonymous, he's talking with us on our program. He'll be with us for both hours of our show this morning. I said we'll also work in some thoughts from some of the folks listening to us. If you want to, you're on point, you're in recovery, something that is being talked about today uh, touches you. Perhaps you want to ask a question. Perhaps you're at that point where you're wondering whether or not you have a problem. Sound familiar? 877-337-6666 is our number here at The Fan. Now, Dennis, you were talking about the meetings, and I said, when I had to interrupt you when we had to pause for sports update messages, I said it's the perfect environment for a newcomer or somebody new, all right? Because there's this sense of, and this gets right to the, the heart of what Gamblers Anonymous is all about, it's a fellowship of people who've come together in a fashion where sharing your experience really has power, doesn't it? Sure is. It's something that, um, you know, I, I, sometimes I can't remember what I had for lunch yesterday. <laughs> but I clearly remember the first night that I came into that meeting. Mm-hmm. I remember the people there. I remember my buddy came on coming over me, asking me to take off that jacket. I remember <laughs> uh, the first four people that spoke. And all different kinds of abstinence, different situations. One was going through a divorce. Another one was uh, losing a business. And the one thing that they all said in their therapy, that their lives had gotten better since they came into Gambles Anonymous. Mm -hmm. Now, that got my attention real Mm -hmm. quick. Once they said that, I was like, that's interesting. I mean, some people are going through some problems and... You know, in particular, um, the damage that it can do to a family is is devastating, to say the very least. And yet, their lives have gotten better. So, to me, that was uh, that caught my interest. And in, you know, once I uh, once I got past that that first meeting and understanding and letting letting them know what I did, that to me was so important. And when I came out of that meeting, it felt like. I had the, the the weight of the world on my shoulders at 7.30 at night, and at 10 o'clock, I felt free. Mm-hmm. Such a different, you know, such a different feeling, and it was just, uh, you know, just a great thing to have, and uh, it was, you know, it's still ongoing. My, my recovery, uh, my recovery never stops. It goes in, uh, uh, you know, peaks, valleys, and... Uh, uh, you know some you know you, all the things that you have in life you know life goes on with uh with situations but um you know we have that opportunity that to be the best person two things that i do today that i've done since i came into the program don't gamble and tell the truth to me that's the most important things all right let's go back to 1992 cuz when you mentioned you were talking about this story and you said something that intrigued me and i didn't follow up on this at the time when you said to your wife at the time that um, you had to talk with her when she got home or you got home. As you said that, I thought, well, wait a minute. Did she have suspicions? Yes. Yes. She, uh, there was going into the month of October, um, 
I worked for uh, New York City. I worked uh, for the uh, Department of Sanitation for 28 and a half years. And one of, the, uh, one of the benefits that we had that I abused on a yearly basis, uh, I was, uh, had the ability to take a pension loan out of my pension. Mm. And that was money that was, that was what I, as far as I was concerned, that was my money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, I took a pension loan and what they do is you, you fill out the paperwork and they, they mail the check to your home. Now, I work in the midnight to eight shift. Monday through Friday, my wife works. She goes to work. I get the mail. No problems. Saturday is a totally different story. <laughs> and guess what day the check came? Bingo. It came on Saturday. Yes. yes. <laughs> and I came down and all of a sudden I'm in a dead sleep and wife comes into the bedroom starts screaming at me what is this what is this check mm-hmm. and i'm like oh boy yeah oh the city made mistakes with all the uh, with the pension loan system you know, the, the checks everybody's got everybody got one we all have to give it back i'll bring it back on monday i'll hand it back in okay and i'm like that just bought me another couple of days for mm-hmm. sure. That's about it. Mm-hmm. But it was just something. But that's a, something that that way of uh, the constant lies and the way I, I dealt with people. I, I the, the easiest way for me to get out of problems was to uh, not tell the truth. Right. Lie all the time. And, you know, prior to coming to the program, that was my M.O. I didn't want to. And what I found out later on, though, I said I had a terrible fear of confrontation with people. Because if they didn't believe me, or if they didn't do, I would, I would kind of get my way one way or another, and that's that was a, a, a problem that I had uh, throughout my early part of my life that I never really uh, recognized or didn't want to recognize. So that's something that I also had to work with the character. One of the things that we're fortunate about is not only about gambling; it's also about uh, working on your character defects and developing that that elusive better way of life. And, you know, so far, so good. I've been, uh, you know, the character defects will always be there. Right. I'll always, you know, I can, I could, you know, have an issue with something or somebody and I can get a little bit annoyed and and raise my voice uh, that I've been known to do. And, uh, you know, but that's something that I'm, uh, at least at the very, the way I do it these days, at least I'm, I'm knowledgeable about it. I need to work on things like that. That's why one of the one of the meetings that I do go to now is a step meeting. Mm-hmm. It's about the twelve steps of recovery and the twelve steps of unity, and uh, that's what our base uh, our program is based on. The foundation is uh, the steps of recovery. Mm. Talking with Dennis from GA Gamblers Anonymous, he's in studio with us on our program here at the Fan. What I said we'll do too is to work in some thoughts from some of the folks listening to us. We'll also give you contact information. Actually, you know what? We should do that right now. Um, Number four, Gamblers Anonymous. Let's start there. Okay. The GA hotline is 855-222-5542 or 855-2-CALL-GA. Now, we also have a a Gammonon hotline. It's 516-200-4932. And their website is www.gammonon, 
G-A-M-A-N-O-N.org. Gaminon program is so important. It's so uh, beneficial to the compulsive gambler. It's a, it's a program dedicated to families affected by the gambling problem. And um, it's, it's something that um, when a compulsive gambler comes into program, they have basically brought this uh, disease into the family. In one way or another, it has to be worked on. Now, when my wife first came, uh, when we, we discussed this problem, this was in November. My wife didn't come for the first month. She came to a, uh, what is called, we had a, uh, a mixed meeting or an open meeting. And um, she came that day and at the, at, with, with a couple of people trying to call to get a, you know, the spur to come to the meeting. And it was in our neighborhood, so it was good uh, for us that night. And she came, and at that, at that evening, she came to realize that she needed to start coming to learn how to protect herself, what she needs to do, how she protects herself, you know, with certain things that what she learned that night, we still utilize to this day. Mm-hmm. You know, she was, um, certain things are, um, uh, are done, they're requested for the benefit of the family. Now, I wasn't exactly keen on some of the ideas, but... You know, divorce was not a, not the alternative. So right. I, I mean, I was so petrified of uh, losing my fam- my wife and my family at that time. You know, it was uh, you know whatever we need to do, and that's how we worked it. I mean, this you know to this day, um, the the house was taken out of my name, and now the house the house is a it's paid for and it's also in Janet's name. So mm-hmm. we you know we've made many changes to that. I limit myself with X amount of dollars that I carry uh, per day. Limit, you know, is, is limiting myself as far as that went was a, a good way to understand the discipline and knowledge of, you know, how to earn a dollar and more importantly keep it, not only for you but for your family. So that's something. That's one of the uh, benefits that we've learned through the, you know, through the years and. Uh, you know, my certainly as well as myself and my my uh, my family certainly beneficial for it. But I mean, I if you would have turned around and in 1992 told me all these things and and then um, well, I'll go back to that first call that called Don, that Don I made to Don. He turned around and he says, you know, you can have that better life, you can have that good life, and I can't believe that you know, it November 8th will be 25 years for me and it'll be. Um, those things that he talked about that first night, the night before my first meeting, have come to fruition. And it's been, you know, it's, it's a wonderful ride. It certainly is. And you think how, and we were talking about this before, uh, when you first got here this morning, think how um, gambling has exploded in yeah. our society. Even even in the period of time since you were last here, I mean, um the different ways, different forms. I mean, it's it's everywhere. You know, you, back in 1992, I, I now I'm saying back in 1992 like it was like a prehistoric time, but in a way, it, it really was. But you know, a lot of times, uh, you know, when we when I came into the program, you know, my uh, I utilized uh, bookmakers, loan sharks. I had a couple of loan sharks. Uh, you know, I took loans from household finance and things of that nature. And uh, today it's, it's like, 
you know, it's amazing. What, you mm. know, I mean, everything's done by cell phones, mm -hmm. you know, computer cell phones. And now it's just like offshore, um, the offshore accounts, the gambling of that nature, the casino gambling. You know, in our in our area in Suffolk County, they they opened up a uh, casino on uh, right off the LIE, I believe, and um, it's becoming an issue. Mm -hmm. You know, it's something that we're going to have to uh, come to an understanding. We have to deal with. We have to try to help them, and you know, we want to make sure that, to let them know we're there for them. And you know, the same way as people walk into the program now, you know, we want to let them know it's available to them as well. It's a tough thing, but it's, it's just amazing. You know, even with the kids, the way the kids are gambling now, it's the one problem that we had, and I remember specifically talking with this with you the last time I was on a show, is about the, um, the ability for a family to get together and gamble. Right. And it, as long as it stays sociably acceptable, we're going to have this problem for a long, long time. Unfortunately, that's the way it's going. Mm. Dennis from GA Gamblers Anonymous is in studio with us on our program this morning. I mentioned the fact that what we'll try to do, and we'll do this in our uh, next segment, is to take some calls from some of the folks listening to us. You want to uh, get online, our toll-free line is 877-337-6666. That's our number here at The Fan. And uh, we will address your calls. There's a lot of different areas where we have yet to go in discussion here, too. And we'll try to repeat the resource information for you as well in this discussion because there's lots of areas. As I said, there's been a lot of change since the last time that Dennis was here with us on our program. And we want to try to cover as many different areas as possible. And there's some things that we didn't even get to the last time that you were with us in studio here at WFAN. One of the areas that um, I want to address, too, after we uh, talk with uh, callers, is to talk about this whole um, dynamic of the family, because you've touched upon this, uh, too, and talk about this from the impact that this has on uh, different members of the family as well. We'll do that as we continue. Dennis from GA is talking with us on our program on the fan this Sunday morning. It is Sunday morning on The Fan, and good morning, everybody. Hopefully this is going to be a good holiday weekend for you and yours. I'm Bob Solter, and we have Dennis from GA, Gamblers Anonymous, in studio with us on our program. And that's the topic, talking about this um, issue of problem gambling or compulsive gambling um, with uh, Dennis. And I said we'll work in some thoughts from some of the folks listening to us as well. WFAN's toll-free line, 877-337-6666. It's brought to you by Mohegan Sun, Connecticut, Mohegan Sun, Pocono, and Resorts Atlantic City. And let's go to the phone. Let's start first with, um, hmm, where are we going here? First up is uh, Sam, who's been holding forever on Long Island. Sam, thanks for holding on so long. Welcome to the fan. Good morning, good morning. Dennis. Good morning to you, too. I think it's a voice that you know extremely well. Uh, yes, I you do, were, buddy. Uh, you were talking about how your uh, how your personalities and voices, arguments, and everything. I thought that was going to be the introduction because Dennis and I have gone back many years, <laughs> and I just want to say this is a phenomenal program. Uh, this morning, if there's anybody in need right now, there is a meeting every Sunday morning, eight to nine thirty in in the. 
five towns in Woodmere, 936 Broadway. And that's what, what I wanted to get the message out. If there's anybody listening right now that needs a meeting, there is an opportunity at 8 o'clock uh, this morning. Well, that's very good information. Thank you very much for sharing that with us. As well. Yep, uh, and, and I also want to say it's hysterical when I hear Dennis talking about his sports jacket because I had the opposite approach. I came in in 1987 in March in the middle of winter, and the heaviest coat I owned happened to be a sports coat. And if they came up to me and said, you can't wear this coat, I would have been scared I couldn't have come back to the meeting. They did come up to me and talk to me, and we talked about what it means to wear a sports coat in a GA room. And when I expressed I had no other financial means of getting another coat, it was never brought up again. And I can honestly say, as I worked the program of recovery, after that winter, I never needed to wear a sports coat into a meeting. And so, uh, but... So, so everything is different. The most important thing is GA gives people hope. It's a self-help program. It, uh, we all came in with dreams that our problems were going to be solved instantly by walking through the doors. And the truth was, it's a reality check. Uh, and we're talking about honesty. Honesty begins within ourselves. Until I was able to come to grips with who I was and be honest with who I was, Nobody could help me because I couldn't help my, myself. So that's the biggest message I'd like to have it get sent out, is there is hope, but it starts within. Very good. Excellent point. Thank you very much for your call and your patience yep. on the phone. Thank too. you again. All Bye-bye. 877-337-6666 is our phone number here at The Fan. Let's go to Lennox, who's been holding forever in Brooklyn. Lennox, turn your, turn your radio down, please. Hi. Okay. What's your question? Oh, my question is, uh, uh, did he spend all the money on the check, or did he give out the check? And is he doing this for his wife or himself? Okay, you're talking about the pension loan check that I took out. The pension loan check was taken out and dispersed not to my wife, but to my bookmakers and my loan sharks. That cleared up the debts, and also I, I decided that it was it would be nice and pay one of my credit card debts off as well. And that still, with that, I think it was approximately $10,000, if I remember correctly. And that check um, was maybe one-fifth of what I actually owed out. So it was a drop in the bucket, as we say. So that had to be uh, taken care of for me to get back to go into into gambling again. Because the one thing that a compulsive gambler fears most is being cut off. My <laughs> my bookmaker cut me off, and I, you know, and on occasions he did. And I mean, I was I, I I remember one time in particular, I was so desperate, I had lost thousands of dollars during a week, and I'm begging him at four o'clock on a Sunday afternoon to make a hundred dollar bet. And he turned around and told me the next day, he says, "You know, you really have a problem." And I said, "I'm not worried about what you think about my problems. Can I bet? Yeah, sure, no problem. I'll take your money." And that's, that's the way that we rolled all along, year after year, day after day, year after year. Hang on for a second. Let's just stop and think about what you just said. You're begging a bookmaker to make a bet, and the bookmaker says to you, 
you have a problem. Mm-hmm. Then says, oh, yeah, I'll take your money. Absolutely. You know, uh, Eddie was my friend. We we worked together, and, um, you know, the every time I turn around and say that Eddie was my friend, my wife cringes. Mm-hmm. Because my wife turned around and said, she is, he is not your friend. <laughs> and I turn around, I keep on telling, I, I tell Janet the same thing I always said. Nobody put a gun to my head to bet. I love to gamble. It's as simple as that. When, you, when you're in, in an addiction as strong as gambling is, that's the love of your life. That's, you, you have a wife and you have children, but you love gambling just as much. And it's it, it's tough to look back on things like that and say that uh, now, but it's it is the truth. You know, my my day started with going to work and doing certain things and making sure that you know, uh, making sure my daughter was at school. My my wife went to work. She worked in in the city at time, but a close second was uh, making sure I had the bets in, making sure I had my papers. You know, I used to always buy two and three papers and read the lines and things. Make you know, I, I thought I had everything done. I didn't have to worry about anything. And then when she came home, you know, I, I was all ready to go. So I had to find a place. Keep in mind, there was never, there were no um, cell phones back at that time. <laughs> now, I could tell you, I'll tell you a funny story. It won't take long, but you're gonna, if you thought the other thing was crazy with my bookmaker, you're gonna think this is. A, twice as bad the house that i belong that i live in right now we bought in 1990 when we went to look at the house it was a sunday afternoon and it's right in the middle of football season i'm saying to myself you're gonna drag me out to watch to take a look at a house we looked at 50 of them we didn't get nowhere so i'm looking at this house and i look i pulled down and my wife turns around and goes well i don't like the outside i said get out of the car you have to look at the house we have to look at the house now so we look at the house, we meet the people, the door opens up, and I look upstairs, it's the center hall cape. I look upstairs, and there is a telephone above the toilet in the bathroom upstairs. Mm-hmm. Sold. I didn't think of anything. I uh, The only thing I thought of after that was the house, I'm just hoping that the house has no holes in the back walls of the house, because I looked upstairs, it had a phone on top of the toilet, I'm already figuring out I could put the papers on a hamper. I got a four-inch mm. telephone. Mm. Uh, remember the old four-inch TVs? Oh, yes. Yes. I could put that over there. I got a radio. I could stay in there for hours. <laughs> you know? And I could have um, wow. medical issues. Wow. Now I'll make my bets there, and that, you know nobody's going to figure out anything about it. But And we did buy the house. And by the way, just to let everybody know, we, we, we redid the bathroom, and uh, the, uh, the phone was taken out. The phone line was taken out, and uh, I actually have the the phone jack and the phone itself downstairs. I have it in, uh, tucked it away as a remembrance of my addiction. Mm. But it's, um, you know, that's the type of things that you do in order to keep you can I mean, who thinks of that? Thank God it was a beautiful house. I mean, not, not a... Not a normal person thinks about things like that. It's just the addiction just gets you to a point where it just strangleholds you. You It's just unfortunate. 
877-337-6666 is our number here at The Fan. Let's go back to the phone. Uh, let's go over to um, New Jersey to Jeff, who's been holding for a little while. Jeff, good morning. Welcome to The Fan. Good morning. How are you? Excellent. And yourself? Good. It, it's funny. I, I just happen to listen to you every uh, Sunday, and I heard GA, and I said, i got to call you. Uh, I'm, my name is Jeff S. I'm my uh, last day of gambling is February 12, 2015. Um, just so I could just speak for a second on what gambling could do. I, cause of gambling, or a good part of gambling, is I lost my family. I lost, I'm from New York originally. Um, I lost a wife. I lost a stepson, a nephew that I was a guardian to. I lost a job. I had to relocate. Cause of gambling, it cost me to, to relocate. And I just had to restart my whole life all over here. Um, Gambling, what the meetings do is it just fortifies what, at least to me, fortifies what what I've done, and realize that's not the way to do it. You know, you think it, you may think it's fun, and I know I've heard so many different stories, how uh, you know bad stories about it, and. You hear the people speak at the meetings. And I, when I first came into Jersey, I was going to four meetings a day. I don't drive, so I have a old school uh, sponsor. He's been in the program thirty five years. Uh, that's a no nonsense guy, which to me is the is the best way to do it because he doesn't take any crap. Uh, you know, he does things the right way. You know, and. Um, To me, that's the right way to do it. But like I said, gambling, I've gambled most of my life. I've worked for bookmakers. I've, we used to have bookmakers at weddings that we went to. We became friends with these guys. But it could just totally ruin your life where you have someone like me and you lose everything you had. I wasn't married that long. I got married kind of late in life. But because of, I always used to use willpower. And I know you hear a lot about willpower at meetings. And I haven't bet sports uh, in probably around 14 years. And I'm, I'm doing it on willpower, and I know that's not necessarily the right way that's going to, you know, that works. Horses got me into this jam where I am today. But the meetings just kind of, by listening to people, it opens your eyes up to this, and it, it makes you realize. And I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself, because <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised I'm on a, a radio show. But, um, you know, I know that's not the way to go. You know, I'm kind of different where I don't, I have a couple of friends, I have some good friends who still gamble. I'm not one to preach about not gambling, you know, we're all adults, we have to do what we have to do. I just know it's something that's not for me. Um, unfortunately, between sports years ago and horses now, as, as uh, I think Don mentioned earlier, it's the online stuff that really gets you because it's so easy. I mean, I remember going into restaurant men's rooms and uh, just anywhere on the phone, and you could, you know, at that time I had an OTB account, and you could just gamble. And it's the same thing with sports. It's just too easy. It's just a different world now with that, you know. Um, and gambling will always be here because it's a money maker, you know. But um, 
like I said, the meetings, you just meet so many good people. You hear so many bad stories of people losing X amount of dollars. And I know it's not about the money. That's, you'll hear that, too. That It's not about the money you lost. If it's if you're a $2 better or if you're a you know, $50 or $100 better, you know, a race or a game, it doesn't make a difference. It's all the same thing, you know. It's all the same thing. And I just don't know where my life would be without, uh, without GA. And it's something I'll always be appreciative to. Jeff, thank you very much for your call this morning. Certainly uh, continue. Good luck in your recovery. Thank you. Thank you for your call. Your reaction to Jeff? Well, the, the unfortunate thing is that when you, when you get to that point of desperation where, you know, your families, you're, you're throwing your life away without realizing, uh, you know, the obligations that you have, the responsibilities you have as a husband to your wife, to your family, whatever it may be. It's something that you just, you're so caught up in the addiction that that comes first. And that's, that's the biggest struggle that I see so many people coming in. They just can't get past that addiction. You know, they think that, you know, a lot of people come in and they think it's almost like a pit stop. You know, they think they're stopping for gas on the uh, on the parkways. So you're going to fill up the tank and, uh, and then I'll go drive away. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't work that way. You know, when you come into Gamblers Anonymous, you're there. You know, you're not, it's not one of those, uh, you know, well, maybe I'll stop a little while or I'll, uh, I'll do what I need to do and I'll, I'll cool uh, my wife's heels off a little bit, you know, things of that nature. But we, we, total abstinence from gambling. And it starts the first night. And I'm, I'm he, Jeff mentioned he had a, 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 a hard-line guy. I had a couple of them in the beginning. I'm so grateful for that because... They, they, they looked me right between the eyes and they told me exactly what I needed to hear. No nonsense, no BS, the right things and what you had to do in order if you wanted to get the good life. I'm so grateful for that. We're going to talk more with Dennis as we continue. He's with us for both hours of our program this Sunday morning. Sunday morning on The Fan. Good morning, everybody. This is Bob Solter. After our 8 o'clock update, Rick Wolf is along with the Sports Edge program. And Ed Randall will be by talking baseball after our 9 o'clock update. We are in a discussion with Dennis from GA, Gamblers Anonymous. He's in studio with us talking about this issue of problem gambling, compulsive gambling, and also talking about recovery. We've had some interesting calls from some of the folks listening to us. You want to join in the discussion, you can. 877-337-6666 is our number here at The Fan. And speaking of phone numbers, we mentioned earlier uh, contact information for GA, Gamblers Anonymous, also for Gammonon. Would you repeat that for us, please? Sure, Bob. Uh, the GA hotline is 855-222-5542 or 855-222. To call GA, and our Gammonon hotline number is 516-200-4932, or you can contact them at the website www-gammonon-org. Gammonon organizations for the families affected by the compulsive gambling problem. And it's also worldwide as well as uh, Gamblers Anonymous. 
I didn't ask you this earlier when you mentioned <clears throat> the GA hotline. As, you know, somebody who's listening to this discussion today might be motivated to make that call. What kind of information are they going to get? How are they going to be greeted? Okay. Uh, we'll ask them where their location is. Usually the rule of thumb when you call a GA hotline is you try to get that individual or the um, female, male or female to the closest meeting that same day. Mm-hmm. So that's real important. You know, it's, uh, you know, some of them, some issues, some people have issues. They don't drive or anything like that. We'll try to work it out as best as we possibly can. Um, as you can see, I have that. Uh, we have a New York, Long Island intergroup meeting list. All the um, uh, members that are on the hotline that answer the phones uh, have this with them at all times, and they'll be able to give any kind of meetings at that time. It's important to make sure to try to make them feel as comfortable as possible. They let them know. it. They, we don't like to have it as a therapy session per se, but these people call, call in desperate straits. You know, it's whether it's about the husband or the boyfriend or the son um, or the or which is even more scarier than anything. uh, The parents, Mm. you know, all of a sudden, you know, I I talked to you a little while ago about being retired. You know, one of the saddest things you see now is people, uh, the retirees not not knowing what to do. They get lured in by the uh, the lore of gambling, which is exciting. There's no question about how exciting gambling is when you go to a casino, and they're going there and they're losing their their life savings. They're losing their pensions. They're losing their four hundred one ks. In in some cases, they're losing their houses. And it's just it's a horror show to see. I, I, you know, you see some of these things. You don't see it that much as 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 you used to in the past. We see. Uh, some elderly people running for a bus to get to Atlantic City or up to Foxwoods. You know, they're, they're literally running in the street to get onto that bus like it's the most important thing in the world. It's a sad thing to see. And, we, you know, sometimes we have uh, some heartbreaking um, people that call, and we just our, – our main goal, our, our most important thing is to get that person to a meeting as soon as we possibly can. And that's, you know, we also utilize that as also with the Gaminon hotlines, too. I mean, the, the unfortunate disaster that, that nobody tends to talk about is the, the effects that are left behind by the compulsive gambler and what they do to the family, what they do to the children. You know, if, you know if, you, if somebody came up to me or if my dad came up to me and said, listen, you know, you can't go to college anymore because I just blew it. So I blew I blew mm-hmm. the entire savings, the college savings for you. Right. Uh, you're going to have to go to a community college. You're going to have to stay home. Mm-hmm. It's it's a, just an absolute horror show. And it affect, it's just something that, you know, you don't want it to do. I mean, I have a 39-year-old son. I have a 30, uh, 29. She'll be 30 this month. Um, they know. I, I sat down and talked with both of them. And they know what Gamblers Anonymous is all about. They know what Gamblers is about. Uh, they know the effects of what it did to me, what type of a person I became when I was a gambler. And, you know, I just, you know, my son asked me, how, how are you doing with GA? He asked me that a lot. So it's something that I'm really, uh, I'm just grateful I had that second opportunity to turn my life around. And uh, it's been a good thing. It's, uh, you know, the things that I thought I could have somehow, some way, I knew deep down inside I was a good person. 
how to get to that location and what I needed to do to get to get on the right track. That's when I came to uh, GA. You know, the, the easy thing I can say about this is that I gambled all my life prior to coming to Gambler's Anonymous, and since November of 1992, I haven't gambled. Simple as that. When you talk about denial and the compulsive gambler, how do or how does a compulsive gambler move past that? It it's a, it's a long it's a long road. It, you know, it's kind of we're going to discuss this now. I think it's because it's important because a lot of time, especially in the beginning, the emphasis is on the financial disaster that they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. And one of the one of the we have. I always like to say it's a toolbox in GA. And one of the tools we have that we utilize, um, and it's there for everybody who comes in, is what it's called a financial pressure relief group. Basically what it is is a budget that for your family, and it starts from top to bottom. Anything you could possibly think about is in that nine-page booklet, and it shows you it, 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 it's broken down. does it by week, by month. We can do it any way we need to do it. Um, the severity, it, depending upon the severity, if a person needs it immediately, will, if it's an emergency situation where a person's being threatened, uh, being evicted from their house or right. things of that nature, right. we'll, we'll utilize it much earlier than the 90 days. Mm-hmm. But we usually wait the 90 days, and then we, we go have a couple of couples sit in. Uh, for example, with mine, we did ours, um, I came in November, we did ours in January. Three couples came to my house, five hours later, we figured out the budget. Now, one of the, the one person that's still that's still alive from my budget. Well, he 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 left the house and he was like, "Well, yeah, he was chuckling. You know, he's laughing. He says, hey, don't worry about it. You only got eight and a half years to take care of your debts.'" And I was like, "What?" And I, you know, when you finally sit down and do the financial numbers on this thing. It's like mind-boggling. You know, you're just saying, "How in the world did I possibly get myself into this kind of debt? Mm-hmm. How uh, how could I possibly have done this?" And then he turns around. He's and he's laughing. You know, he's like laughing to himself. He said, "It only take eight and a half hours, eight and a half years. It took me ten or eleven. I forget exactly what he said, but it took me a lot longer." Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm like, "Well, what am I going to do now? I had to go get a second job." I had to ask my, uh, I was fortunate enough for my job that I had, I was able to get more overtime. Mm. So that really benefited me there. Plus, I also had another job long to, uh, quite a while ago that I had to go back to. You know, it, it, I had to drive a cab. I was a lunchroom monitor for my daughter's school, working extra overtime on my job. So it's something you got you to learn to hustle. And you, mo- most importantly, you now bring that check home uncashed. And... That is that's a, that's a lesson, a great lesson in humility. You have to learn to humble yourself. You're not the kingpin anymore. You don't have to carry the money. That's a difficult. That is so difficult for a person coming to the GA to accept. They don't want to. They they just think it's degr- degrading, demeaning, whatever the word is. Mm-hmm. They just have a hard time accepting that portion of the program. And a lot of times, you don't see those people anymore. Mm. It's unfortunate, but that's what I, it's, it's a lot of times that happens. 
The idea of the meetings that we talked about earlier in our discussion, some of the people listening to us have mentioned as well. Part of the um, key with the meetings, as I understand, is this whole idea of coming back. You know, it's not like something you just come to once and everything's solved. You know, we live in a society where everybody wants quick fixes with everything. Okay, um, this isn't something that can you can apply a quick fix to. No, it's um, I'm, what I'm reading. I'll I'll read from our what is uh, called our combo book, and basically what it is is our Bible. It's mm-hmm. 17 pages long, but it's if you read this, if you're if you're going to a GA meeting, you read this, you're going to turn around and say, "This is me." right to a T. And one of the things it says in the back on page 17, it says to all Gamblers Anonymous members, particularly the new Gamblers Anonymous members, one, attend as many meetings as possible, but at least one full meeting per week. Meetings make it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you just try, you, you let the people know it's so important in the beginning, that foundation. You know, start laying, it's like uh, building, putting up a building or putting up a wall against gambling. That foundation's strong, it's bound, to, it's bound to last. And it's something, you know, the foundation to me, I correlated this, the foundation to me is something that I need to do and I need to get to those meetings. Sometimes it's a little difficult, sometimes it's difficult. I've, I've, I'm in a situation now where, where I work there are times when I, I can't get to a meeting. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like when I'm off, I go to more meetings. You know, it's something that you have to try to work in and you, you do the best you can. But, you know, I, I mean, I could feel myself sometimes where, you know, I may not be in a, a good mood or anything like that. And, you know, usually the common denominator that is that I haven't been to a meeting in a while. So it's something, you know, I, it, it, through, through the years you will notice these things. And you have to be honest and, and be responsible to yourself as well to make sure that you know, hey, guess what? you got to go to a meeting. Hmm. Interesting so. words from our guest on our program this morning. Dennis from GA Gamblers Anonymous is in studio with us. It is Sunday morning on The Fan. After our 8 o'clock update, Rick Wolf has the Sports Edge program. Ed Randall's Talking Baseball follows our 9 o'clock update. I'm Bob Salter. We're in discussion with Dennis from GA Gamblers Anonymous. He's in studio with us on our program today. What I said we'll do, too, is to try to work in some thoughts from some of the folks listening to us. WFAN's toll-free line, 877-337-6666. It's brought to you by Mohegan Sun, Connecticut, Mohegan Sun, Pocono, and Resorts Atlantic City. And let's go to the phone. Let's head over to New Jersey. We're going to Mawa, to Jason, who's been holding for a while. Jason, thanks for holding. Welcome to the fan. Thank you. I just want to say uh, thank you, Dennis. Thank, thank you, Dennis. Thank you, Bob. I am a Gamblers Anonymous member of the state of New Jersey. Good for you. Good for you. Keep up uh-huh. the good work. That's really all I have to say. Okay. All right. Thank you for your call this morning. We appreciate that oh. and your support. Certainly good luck continued in your recovery as well. When, you know, you connect with folks listening to us, in that fashion. Um, that, I guess, speaks in a way to the power of recovery, because we've used this term a couple of different times. And for those who 
don't have somebody in their family or um, circle of friends or perhaps they themselves have not experienced this, um, they may not know what recovery is really like or what it, the power of what that can mean, especially to a family. Can you talk about that? Sure. <laughs> it's kind of strange because, um, you know, the the fact is that most families, if, you know, you let the person know, usually, uh, you know, while I, uh, for example, when I came home and said, uh, you know, uh, I'm going to go to these meetings. And my wife said, good, that's, that's a good thing. And then um, my, my, wife, my mother-in-law turned around and, you know, after I was going a while, I was doing well and she saw me doing good. By the way, how long do you have to go to these things for? Mm-hmm. So I said, well, pretty much for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And if I, wanna, if I wanna enjoy the recovery, have the good things I know that I can have, I have to go to these meetings. You know, sometimes, and sometimes it's painful because I have to leave, you know, I'd have to leave a, a party or, or a gathering and stuff like that. Or, or a lot of times, uh, because I worked the midnight shift, I would have to, you know, after the meeting was over, a lot of people used to go out and go to a diner, have a cup of coffee or something. I would have to do that quickly. Mm-hmm. And then head to work. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's kind of strange that, but I can't tell you how many times that people turn around and in our in our program and say, you know, my family has no idea what the heck's going on with this thing. They they're happy for me, but they just don't understand it. And it's very true. The only people who understand compulsive gamblers are compulsive gamblers. Well, can Gammonon though help that situation? It, they can. They try to. Um, they have to, you know, they also, when, when they, you know, when it seems like when gatherings come, you know, the question is, well, 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 you know, for my wife, for Janet, you're not a gambler. You don't go to these things. No, but I do go to Gammonon, which is a support group for people who've been affected by the compulsive gambler. And then they, it picks up their interest. They ask a couple of questions and then they turn around and say, okay, good. And it's, you know, it's almost like, deflected like, well, as long as so-and-so is doing well with his recovery or his addiction, things are okay. But the fact of the matter is that most of the times, even the, the, the compulsive gambler's family doesn't quite understand the, the entire picture of what's going on with the recovery aspect of it. It's, it's an ongoing thing. It's a, it's a lifelong thing, and a lot of people just can't handle it. Uh, one thing I haven't said yet, and it's probably the most important thing, is one day at a time. Mm-hmm. And that's as simple as you can go. Like I said before, I wake up and I turn around to two things I like to do in one day. Not gamble and tell the truth. And if I'm successful in doing those the, those little things, the baby steps, it's amazing how many days go by. It's I, I forget the count now. It's like I think it's over 8,000 days, and it's like... You know, this is coming from a person who couldn't stop for, for half an hour, even sometimes even less. He had to, I had to have that gambling in me, doing whatever I needed to do. Now it's thousands of days that I haven't gambled. And, you know, life's good. Life, life is really good right now. It's something, uh, one, one other thing that uh, uh, in uh, Gambler's Anonymous, a lot of people never or never took care of themselves. Uh, on a health uh, health wise, mm-hmm. I go to I go to the doctors. You know, every I have a physical. I go to my dentist. I go 
I go to every single doctor that I need to go to to, to get the checkups and stuff like that. So, you know, my health is in the right direction, you know, whereas I didn't really care about my life. Mm-hmm. Now I want to, you know, I want to see if I can last them about 160, <laughs> you know. I'm on my way, but I don't know if I'll make it that long, but I'll see what happens with that. Um, when you talk about Gamblers Anonymous, one of the key aspects of the discussion involves something you mentioned toward the close of the first hour of our program, and that is the sponsor. And mm-hmm. I think about the role and also the power that there is of that role of sponsor. Can you talk a little bit about what that means? Sure. Having a sponsor by you in, in particular in the beginning is so important. That person, uh, usually you, you don't get to pick the sponsor for as long as uh, we've, we've done it. Um, you're giving a sponsor after your first meeting. Most, most rooms do it that way. And that sponsor is basically your guiding light. You know, that, that individual, any kind of questions come up. They need to talk. A lot of people, um, you know, sponsorship is done in so many different ways. Um, sometimes the sponsor wants you to talk to them every single day, no matter what, call up, five or ten minutes, how you doing, if, even if it's a just a ho-hum with discussion. You want to hear from that person that's, mm-hmm. that's every single day. A sponsor will let you know. Uh, questions come up, uh, can I do this, can I do that, should I be doing this at this time? You know, and the sponsor will hopefully guide them in the right direction. You know, it's a difficult thing to do. I mean, here's a perfect example. For me, I have uh, um, 24 years plus in program, and I sponsor one person. Mm. I've had, I've, I've sponsored, hmm, I would have to say 50 or 60 people. And I'm one for 60. You know, it just, it's some things that uh, I'll be more, um, I'll be more demonstrative than other people. There's, like I said before, there's other ways to do the sponsorship program. But, you know, for me, uh, and I said this earlier, there's no substitution for a meeting. And you have people that, well, you know, my Aunt Fanny is coming over, you know, I, uh, you got to go to the meeting. Forget Aunt Fanny right now. Mm-hmm. You need to get your life in order. You know, it's something, it's just a very difficult thing. And the sponsor sometimes, I know I struggle with it from time to time when I, when I can't get that person to understand that they have, to, this has to be their priority, not whatever they're doing they decide to do. 877-337-6666 is our phone number here at the FAN. You want to join us in the discussion? Let's go back to the phone. Let's go back to the state of New Jersey. Head over to Bloomfield to Cole, who's been waiting a Cole, turn down your radio. Turn down your radio and welcome to the FAN. Thank you. Okay, you have experience with GA? Are you there? Yes, we are. Okay. I, I've experienced with also gamblers, yes. You want to share that with us? I'm sorry? Do you Is want to share here? that with us? Do you have your radio turned off? You really need to I do that. Do. I do. I have okay. my radio turned completely off. I'm having a hard time hearing. I don't know why. I don't know why either. Okay, I'll try you... and speak up a little bit. But, yeah, please share your experience. First of all, good morning. It's 
it's a wonderful topic. My name is Cole DiMatteo. I, uh, I had the honor and the privilege of working at New Hope Foundation in Marlboro, New Jersey in the 90s when the CCGC wasn't even introduced in New Jersey. And I was fortunate to work with Arnie Wexler and mm-hmm. Sheila Wexler, mm-hmm. and this was their passion. Uh, Ed Looney was also another gentleman back in the day that, I mean, just pioneers uh, of compulsive gambling and, and bringing it to the forefront. Um, one of the things you were talking about with the sponsor and things like that, I, I worked with, of course, heroin addicts and alcoholics. And in doing the steps, you had to make amends. And some of the compulsive gamblers, the amends that they had to make, it was extraordinary. A heroin addict might have to tell someone, you know, I stole $30. I stole $50. We're talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars that these compulsive gamblers somehow got people to give to them. And, I mean, usually it was like that. It was these great schemes that they had, which, of course, didn't exist. But they had to get those amounts of money. And that was where I saw so many kind of go by the wayside because it was almost impossible in their, in their minds to get around that. And I wonder if that was your experience because of the amounts of money, just, just I mean, incredible amounts of money. Uh, the one thing that, there, that I've noticed in uh, Gambles Anonymous through the years is that there is, no matter what the amount of money is, there's never enough. I don't know whether you ever heard the story about... Uh, person by the name of Leonard Tose. Leonard Tose used to own the second largest trucking magnet in the, uh, in the world, I believe. And he was also the owner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Right. And Leonard Tose, at the end of his life, was living in a $100 a month, uh, I think it was a, a week room, and he was um, taken care of by um, the head coach, the former head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, Stick Vermeil, and a general manager. And they asked him if he... If he had, if he had the money, would he go back to gambling? And he turned around immediately and said, "Absolutely." You know, this is after what he went through. I mean, losing all. I mean, you can't lose that much money. It was so you think. He lost everything: his mm-hmm. his business, his family, every single thing. And he still wanted to have that desire to gamble. He 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 died a broken man, a totally broken man. So that's when you when you hear those things about the money, and it's kind of hard to understand. And when when the person called when I called on the hotline that first day, guy turned around and told me it's not about the money, and he was so right. And you know it's whether it's millions, or thousands, or hundreds, whatever the total may be, it's that individual that can't get over that money that they lost. That's why they go back the back and back and back to get to make up the more money that they can. Cole, thank you for your call this morning. Do appreciate that. And I'm so sorry that I couldn't hear a lot of that. I, uh, God bless you. Keep up the fantastic work. Thank you. Thank, thank you for your you. call this morning. Anybody else wants to join us in our discussion? 877-337-6666 is our number here at The Fan. After our 8 o'clock update, Rick Wolf is along with the Sports Edge program. Ed Randall's Talking Baseball follows our 9 o'clock update. We are in discussion with Dennis from GA Gamblers Anonymous. We'll give you the contact information again in uh, this discussion. We've got a couple other areas to go. A lot to talk about on uh, this topic, and I love the fact that some of you are joining us as well this Sunday morning. 
Good morning, everybody. This is Bob Salter. It's uh, Rick Wolf with the Sports Edge after our 8 o'clock update. And Ed Randall will be by talking baseball after our 9 o'clock update on the fan this Sunday morning. We'll uh, get back to the phones as well. There's a couple of different things that I want to talk about, including talking about what this time of the year is like for the compulsive gambler. Obviously, we're on the verge of starting the uh, NFL season. Talk a little bit about what that means to somebody who's a compulsive gambler. 877-337-6666, our number at the fan. Let's go back to the phones and back to New Jersey. New Jersey's pretty popular here today in terms of the phone callers. Tom and Bloomfield, good morning. Welcome to the fan. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you this morning? Excellent. Yourself? Hi, Tom. Uh, I'm, I'm well. You know, I, I tuned in just a few minutes ago, and I, I'm a recovering alcoholic. Uh, I have some friends that are recovering gamblers. And, uh, you know, the guest made a comment a few minutes ago um, that really holds true with me. Um, you know, he said, if I don't gamble today, and I tell the truth. And it just pretty much sums up my recovery. If I don't drink today, and I'm rigorously honest, then exactly like he said, I find that most of the time, you know, the rest, the rest of the stuff, doing those baby steps, the rest of the stuff, you know, works itself out. So I just really appreciate uh, the show and um, uh, like like hearing what he has to say. I think it's all good stuff. I think the predictions um, are very similar in lots of different capacities. And really, just wanted to say I appreciate. Um, you know, where he's coming from, and I congratulate him on uh, his recovery time. I think it's fantastic. Thank you very much. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm sorry. Uh, thank you very much. Um, you know what? Those two things, not gambling and telling the truth day by day, gives you the opportunity to be the better person for you on a day-in, day-out basis. And that's, I try to simplify my life, and so far that's one of the best roads I've ever been on. Yeah, I mean... So much of, for at least for me, so much of the addiction, uh, I, I lied. I lied about everything. I lied when I didn't even have to lie. So, you know, my particular program preaches rigorous honesty, and it's incredibly important to me and to my continued growth. And it's just really, uh, it's always nice to hear someone like yourself uh, who feels the same way and tries to live that way. It's, it's, it's a blessing every day if we do those things. Absolutely. We have um, um, we celebrate anniversaries every year, and every single year for 24 years. And I'll let you in a little secret: the 2050 will be the same. My theme for that anniversary is honesty. Every single year, so so far it's worked worked out very well. And to me, it's probably the most important word that we can live by. Me too, and and I congratulate you. And one day at a time, and and you know we'll uh, we'll continue to move forward. Thank you very much. Thank you for your call this morning, Tom, too. And stay Have a on great the, day. Stay on the phone with folks in New Jersey and go to Ed. Ed's been holding for a while. Ed, good morning. Welcome to the fan. Good morning. I'm not a gambler, but I was just listening to the show. Why are the, do the newspapers in New York City continue to publish things like the lines and the over and under? Shouldn't there be some sort of lobbying maybe to get that out of the sports pages and maybe that would help the gamblers in the long run? Wow. <laughs> you know what? That's a, that's a great, great question. It's something that should be done, but let's we have to be face reality and face the facts. Most people, if they're honest, will, will turn around and say, 
They don't read page one, two, three, and so on and so forth. They go to the back of the paper, and the first thing they're looking at so are the lines. So if you keep it out of the paper, maybe that could help some people. I, I, I would love to. I would love to be. In, I am in agreement with you totally, but trying to get that, you got a better chance at a, a miracle at Lords than you do getting that out of the papers these days. You mean that could won't. be as good as maybe the chances of the Minnesota Twins beating the Yankees later on in the, in the <laughs> playoffs? Uh, <laughs> Uh, good, good, good question, Larry. Well, look at look at the score of the Twins game last night. You got to hope, right? <laughs> Ed, thank you for your call this morning. Thank you very much, and good health to everybody. You too. Thank you. <laughs> Interesting uh, comment there. When we're talking about compulsive gambling, um, naturally, we have to talk about this time of the year, and part of the reason why we're having this discussion today is the fact that you know, we're right on the heels of the start of the NFL season. And when you came in this morning, you said to me what this time of the year is like to a compulsive gambler. Christmas Day. It is <clears throat> the day that just about all the uh, compulsive gamblers and Usually anybody that's, whether the betting, you know, college football or the pro football, but once that first, the, the pro football season starts, it's Christmas Day. It's amazing. And now, you know, I didn't even mention it. I totally forgot about it, is fantasy football. I, I mean, that has exploded. Mm-hmm. In, in all aspects, and, you know, one of, the, one of the more dangerous spots that's exploded because it's, once again, it's sociably acceptable, is in with the high school kids in the schools. I mean, that's a scary thought. But it's also, I mean, you know, people do it just to stay in the conversation or, or you know, a couple of dollars here, a couple of dollars there. They think it's an innocent, an innocent thing for those, for the, the kids and stuff. But getting back to, and I'll, I'll rem- I remember the days when I was out there gambling, I could not wait for the opening day for the NFL football season. I couldn't wait for it. It was like, here it is. This is the day I've been waiting for since last year. Let's see if I can hammer them home and I can make my money back. Last year was bad, but this is the opening of the new year. So that's, you know, that's the thought. And and it's, it's a scary thought, but the fact of the matter is it's all over the place. And it's something that, uh, you know, opening day on a football season is, just like I said, it's Christmas Day. Unfortunately, that's what we deal with. And, you know, it's just a sad thing right now that people will will go over, you know, I mean, how many people go, go, they don't go to visit family. They'll go to the bar and spend the entire day. You can spend, the, you can go there at 12 o'clock and go home at after midnight. Not only are you, you're watching the games, you're gambling on the games, and you're drinking all day. Not a bit, not a good combination right now. You know that's something that, you know, I, I, I did my, I did my damage a long time ago, and I something that I don't miss. You know, Sundays are special these days. We do what we need to do, and we enjoy each other, each other's companies. One of the benefits of, one of the fringe benefits I got out of, um, in recovery is that my wife is, uh, she's she shops, 
She, there isn't a store in any state of the, of the country that she hasn't been to. It seems that way. Now, wait a minute. Hang on for a second. Yeah, there's not a store in any I'm state? I'm telling you right now, Bob. She, we, go, we, have a, we have a condo in Scottsdale, Arizona. Mm-hmm. We're going out there in October. You know, it's like uh, there's a list of stores that we already know we're going to. <laughs> you know, there's certain things that we just do, and that's it. And the funny thing about it was, I, you know, I finally figured it out after, after quite a number of decades that... You know, why am I sitting in the car and not going in there? I'm listening to the games. Meanwhile, she's buying all the clothes. She looks like a million bucks. I have clothes, clothes, old clothes. So I decided, you know what, let me start going in there. I'm in recovery. I deserve to get a couple of uh, nice shirts and things like that. So now she's getting a little upset because it seems that I, I'm I'm, uh, I'm infringing on her uh, properties of what she did. She, she's upset because she thinks I'm getting more more clothing than she is, but... I'm getting, I finally got a little smarter in that deal. <laughs> so it's funny. When we talk about this topic, we also have to talk about the, um, some people will refer to this um, a, a treatment approach or treatment side of the discussion, um, things like rehab programs uh, too. Where are we with that? I hate to say it, but we're not in a good spot. We're in a position where... Um, uh, if you're uh, a recovering alcoholic, if you need to go to a rehab, uh, most most companies will will cover you to a certain extent. You'll have to pay some money for rehab, but they will accept it as coverage. Uh, drugs, very similar. New York City, um, uh, most uh, most uh, agencies for New York City will will allow you to go to a rehab to get to get yourself in order, get yourself better. When it comes to gambling. There's only one, uh, for example, the, as far as I know, there's only one um, company in New York State that will provide uh, an individual who needs to get help for an addic- a gambling addiction, and that's the New York uh, State Racing Association. That's it. Now, no, that's that's a pretty sad state of affairs when you can't get the help that if you you you're working for a company. What a lot of companies do is they'll 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 allow you to get in on a drug or alcohol and then through once you're in there they try to help you as well with gambling not the perfect scenario but you can get some help that way but it's not it's something that's you know very disappointing as far as trying to get the help that you truly need there are a couple of places here but not many and this brings up an interesting area especially based on what you just said what about this idea of um I don't know if this is the right way of phrasing it or not, but I'm going to phrase it as co-addictions. The fact that, you know, it's not just problems or issues with gambling. It may be issues with drugs or alcohol. We have many, many uh, people that have uh, multiple addictions that come in. Um, what we try to let everybody know is that if you if you come in and you're dual addicted, um, you who have to work on each one separately. You know, it's a difficult process, but you do have to identify. You know, uh, I can't tell you how many times I've been in, in in our program where a person would be sitting in that room for years. And then, you know, lo and behold, all of a sudden, well, I need to start working on another addiction that I had, whether it be alcohol or drugs or food or any 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 other addiction that's affected him and his family. So sometimes that dual addiction process, it it's slow to start, but one of the things that we find is that if you're in a program already, 
it, you certainly can be, it's beneficial to you to identify that dual addiction process. And it, it is a lot of times it's easier to go into another program once you have one behind you. So it's, it's a, certainly a benefit to us when we see that. And we, you know, just like anything else, we, if it's a person that's in a dual addiction, we, we appreciate it, um, any kind of help that that person's willing to go get, and we'll, we'll stand by anybody that's in there for a dual addiction, no question about it. Mm. We mentioned contact information for Gamblers Anonymous, also for Gammonon a couple of times in this discussion. It's radio. I always like to repeat that information. You're Would right. you give this? I sure will. Uh, the GA hotline, once again, is 855-222-5542 or 855-2-CALL-GA. Our Gammonon hotline is 516-200-4932. You can also reach the Gammonon on the website, www.gammonon.com. G-A-M-A-N-O-N dot O-R-G. The Gammonon program is for families that have been affected by the, by the compulsive gambling and has brought it into their families and has caused problems of any member of his or her family. The Internet, obviously, has changed the way in which we communicate, has changed the way in which Information is gathered, um, change the way in which the business world works, government works. The impact of the Internet on this topic of compulsive gambling or problem gambling, do we have any handle on this? Um, I don't think so. I, I, I think it's uh, to a point where a person gets the the – Social easiness of it, if I can say it that way, mm-hmm. makes it so easy to just sit down. A person could be, uh, well, I have a couple hours to kill. Mm-hmm. I'll just go on the internet. Now, mm-hmm. somebody might think they're working. I'll go on the internet and I'll, I'll place bets or I'll go offshore. I have people have you know that came into our program have offshore accounts. Um, they, you know, all different kinds of gambling you can do. I mean, one of the things that we, when we, go to the high schools and we talk to the uh, students and we talk to the one place that we, we need to start working a little bit better is at the PTAs and trying to get to the, uh, the parents and let them know if the kids are in their, um, in their rooms on their computers an awful lot, maybe for a couple hours at a time, you might want to check on what they're doing. That might not be all homework. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's a lot of times when we see that and we hear that from the students themselves once we go in there. Interesting discussion. Dennis, thank you very much for joining us and sharing again. Can't thank you enough, Bob. And once again, uh, we, you know, we really appreciate whatever you can do um, to help us get the message out for the people that are still suffering out there. And there certainly are uh, many. The Sports Edge follows our 8 o'clock update. Rick Wolf along with that fine program. And after our 9 o'clock update, Ed Randall will be by talking baseball. I'm Bob Salter. We will see you next Sunday morning at 6, and we go to our abbreviated schedule then. We'll be on from 6 until 7.30 on Sunday mornings. We always love when that happens. Yes, we do, because that means the NFL preview program will be along at 7.30 next Sunday morning. And that's something we look forward to here. 
Our tip of the hat and thanks to Anthony Gallo as well for the technical side of things this Sunday morning. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.